Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a lot of blood talk in the news today. If you follow the daily medical updates and the press briefings, there's usually some talk of blood, taking blood, giving blood, testing the blood for the antibodies that will show that one has become immune to the coronavirus, and a transfusion of blood plasma from one who has already battled the virus and won into a patient who is really ill and losing the battle can mean the difference between life and death. The plasma that contains antibodies may give that patient the means to fight off the virus, might kickstart the person's own immune system into producing those same antibodies and bring that person back to good health. There's a lot of talk of blood this night in Holy Week, too. Maundy Thursday is the night when Jesus and his disciples share the Passover meal together. We often refer to it as the Last Supper because it's the last meal they'll eat together. Passover was instituted by God among the Israelites. When the disciples and Jesus reclined at table to share the meal, it had been celebrated already for 1,400 years. God told the Israelites that they should remember their ancestors' bitter slavery in Egypt and God's miraculous deliverance. The final plague on the Egyptians was the death of the firstborn of every household. God told his people through Moses how to live and not die. Exodus 12 says, Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire, with unleavened bread and bitter herbs they shall eat it. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Jeremiah prophesies that God will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, because Israel broke the old covenant and were not obedient to God, though God was a loving and devoted husband to them. This is the problem of sin, the problem that has infected the whole human race, everyone who has Adam and Eve as ancestors, and, well, that's everyone. Are we sinners because we sin? Or do we sin because we are born sinners? The answer is yes, because it's both. We willfully sin because that is our nature. We disobey God because it's in our blood, in our DNA, you might say. And this disease, if we can call it that, leads to death. And not just the little death of our heart stopping and life draining away, but the big death, the eternal death, awaiting all who are not in Christ Jesus, who are not sprinkled with the blood of Christ, God's Passover Lamb. 
Abel's blood called out to God from the ground and accused his brother of murder. Abel's blood condemned Cain. Later, in the giving of the law, God says, An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. A man who kills another man wantonly shall be put to death. Cain deserved death for killing his brother. But in an act of mercy, God put a mark on Cain so that no one would kill him. Because we are sinners, we deserve God's judgment and wrath and death. And like the Israelites at Passover, God has told us how to live. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In His great mercy, God has put a mark on us. He has put His very name on us in holy baptism. And in the baptismal flood, our sins have been washed away, and we have received the promised Holy Spirit. And with that Holy Spirit, we have been sealed for eternal life. Eternal life not eternal death. Those are the only two choices. Either the Passover lamb's blood turns away God's wrath and judgment, or eternal death enters in. In Jesus, the lamb of sacrifice, God is cutting a new covenant with his people. The old covenant was based on God's law and obedience. We as Israel demonstrated and we demonstrate daily, we could not keep God's old covenant. And so Jesus kept it for us. And the new covenant that God cuts with his people is based on grace, on love, on the love of God for sinful people. Jesus Christ was willing to drink the cup of God's wrath. Though God's wrath should rightfully fall on us, though we are deserving of death and hell, God came in the flesh to take death and hell and all of God's wrath from us, to take it in our place. Tonight, Jesus is betrayed so that we might, by the grace of God, be declared to be faithful Tonight, Jesus submits himself in obedience to cover, to remove the guilt of our disobedience. Tonight, the shepherd is struck and the sheep are scattered so that, united with Christ, God might gather us back to himself. Tonight, Jesus goes on trial and is found guilty by men so that you and I can be acquitted of all wrongdoing before the judgment seat of God. Hebrews 9.22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And so, the blood of the Son of God, the blood of God's Passover Lamb, the blood of the atoning sacrifice is shed once for all, to bring you and me into God's presence, pure and blameless. 
And on this night, this Maundy Thursday, Jesus does an amazing thing. During the Last Supper, he takes bread from the meal and says, This is my body. He takes a cup of wine and says, This is my blood. And he distributes his very body and blood to the disciples and then tells them to continue to do this very thing in the church. And it has been done for 2,000 years. When we commune together at the altar, we receive with the bread his true body. When we drink the wine, we receive his true blood. The body and blood of God's Passover lamb given into our mouths for the forgiveness of our sins and for the strengthening of our faith. Tonight is the beginning of Jesus' death, the beginning of the shedding of his blood. His death is not far off. It doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem right that God would have to take on flesh in order to suffer at the hands of sinful men and die for the corruption of his creatures. It doesn't seem fair that God, with suffering and death, would strike down his own firstborn, his own son. And that's true. It isn't fair. It isn't at all fair. It's love. It's a love for you that has been powerful and unwavering and acting since the day you were born. Actually, God loved you even before he made the world. It was that love that drove God to send his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. It's always been about the blood, the blood that Jesus was to shed on the cross. By that blood you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel, because the blood of Jesus speaks to you peace and forgiveness and eternal life. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen.